0: what's going on guys and gals this is nikki from the moto minded podcast we are back once again with a great interview this time around wanted to go over a couple of things really quick before we jump into this interview uh i know i had mentioned last time that we've got a new space in which we're operating out of for moto delivered so we've dedicated some of that space to record these podcast episodes so this will be our first Very first interview that I uh, actually put together a little video edit for. So if you want to go and check that out, it will be on our YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash moto DLVRD, that's going to be the Moto Delivered YouTube channel. And we will have a video edit up of this uh, with myself and our guest today, which is Donnie Emler Jr. From FMF. And we jump into a lot of different topics, but the main thing I wanted to go over with him was you know, discussing how FMF became what it is today. And that's why I titled the episode, Making FMF One of Motocross's Most Well-Recognized Brands. Because as we all know, we've seen that FMF logo everywhere, especially if you're in the motocross space, but even if you're not. So I wanted to discuss you know, some of the backstory of the brand itself and then how he got involved with his dad's business and, you know, where he started. And so this is a really fun one. So enjoy this episode, guys. And uh afterwards, stay tuned. I'll be jumping back on with my co-host Miles and we'll be discussing, you know, just a little wrap up of the episode and discuss, you know, um, what we've got in the works here with the podcast. So all right, guys, let's jump into this one and enjoy. One thing I will mention is we had a little bit of technical issues through the middle of the episode. So uh, we tried to do our best in editing that. But um, if there's a little glitchiness, that's why. All right. Now let's get into the show. All right. Well, we are here with Donnie Amler Jr. from FMF. Uh, first and foremost, man, just thank you for joining us on the Moto Minded Podcast
1: yeah thank you for for having me uh stoked what you guys are up to and obviously uh with everything you guys got going on with moto delivered and just thinking outside the box i guess inside the box but (laughs) outside in uh in your marketing mind and i appreciate that for sure and uh dig everything you guys are are doing and and about and i think it's great for our, our sport in general to to have more people like you guys uh digging in deep
0: yeah cool man yeah inside and out outside of the box. I like that angle. I've never thought of yeah. that,
1: but <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right on, a new, man. new tagline for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, first thing I kind of wanted to dig into is just kind of, you know, early days, like the backstory on FMF. And then that'll kind of, you know, segue us into, you know, like where your role, you know, like when you started, you know, your first mm-hmm. job within the company. So Maybe give us a, just a little bit of a backstory on, you know, uh, how your dad started the company and then we'll, you know, kind of, kind of go, go through that, that story.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like I need to jump back into time a little bit. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall back in, you know, the early seventies for the whole just motocross era, you know, I mean, everything that was going on, it was such a new and upcoming sport and it was so accessible, accessible for people, people to do, uh, you know, bikes at the time, you know, weren't you know super expensive uh obviously everything's relative to the dollar um but you know more riding areas were open there was just uh you could race literally around just socal like you could race every night of the week there was something going on either you know at ascot or saddleback or all these legendary you know motorsports parks that that just had like night racing and stuff. So there was just more, much more of a scene back then. I mean, I, it's hard to think that there's more of a scene in there, what there is now, because I feel like, you know, motocross is so popular, especially, you know, with, uh, with COVID, it actually, you know, as, as you know, it kind of ramped up anything that, that had to do with outdoor sports, which, yeah, yeah. you know, none of, none of us were really expecting that, but, you know, going back to the seventies, um, you know, uh, you know, my dad was just, uh, just a young kid and and racing his dirt bike at the, at the local tracks. And, you know, it was always, since he was a kid, he was always tinkering on his own stuff, you know, whether it was, you know, go-karts in the backyard or, you know, first motorcycles. And so as, you know, he started racing more and and becoming part of the scene in in SoCal and, and actually even driving up to Northern California, like to hit races up there. Um, you know, he was always just kind of known for, for, popping up his own bike. And then it kind of became something to where people were coming to him and saying, Hey man, I want you to work on, on my bike. I see what, what you're doing. I want to get one of those custom pipes. I want, you know, that sure, that new sure. cylinder head you you built. Um, so it kind of sparked some interest there. And, and, you know, some of the pros started coming to him and, and it kind of really took off when, you know, Marty Smith and, and, uh, when, when he was racing for, for Honda, actually like my dad set up better than the factory Honda set up.
0: So, it's, um, so it was more like a service in the early days. It was, you know, someone knew him totally. and then it became like, oh, these guys are getting huge and now they want me. So yeah, it kind of snowballed, I guess.
1: Yeah, it kind of, it kind of snowballed. I mean, you know, he, he had a brand, he, he started FMF, the Fly machine factory. It was out of his garage. You know people saw him racing they started calling him you know there's been some different terms for what fmf stands for but they started calling him a fast mother <laughs> Effer back in the day and yeah and uh you know which is pretty cool to think uh, my dad actually had some speed it's it's hard to keep up with him now so um i can imagine you know that he definitely had some speed back in the day but um so you know, just fully snowballed from there. He started getting, you know, his stuff on, on some factory, you know, race teams and riders. And, and back then it wasn't just exhaust, you know, what we do now is it was motors, it was swing arms. It was basically taken, you know, kind of what's behind me here, this CR 125 you yeah. know, Honda Elsinore. Um, I mean, this bike, I mean, they sold so many of these motorcycles. I mean, it was, it was, crazy the amount of bikes they they sold back in the day i mean it actually i should probably know offhand you know what the quantity was it was just mind-blowing but um you know they came they came you know bone stock and the whole thing was you know fmf was built as a as a hop-up you know company an aftermarket company and make your bike better and you know obviously to the, to this day that's still what we do but we focus on obviously the exhaust side of things so you know it uh it, it's like you said it snowballed from there and and just kind of grew and that iconic red and yellow logo was placed on, on, you know, some of the the best riders in the world, you know, their motorcycle jerseys, you know, my dad had a race team where all the guys had red and yellow helmets. So it's just been branded like that, you know, that iconic logo and we haven't really changed it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always red and yellow, you know, people, teams ask us, you know, sometimes, you know, if they can change the logo to match the color of their bike and, you know, absolutely not. Yeah. it's, it's you, you can't mess with the logo. So, um, you know, and the, I grew up in this sport and it's been a, a great, you know, opportunity to, to grow up around something like FMF racing as a kid and seeing, you know, where my dad, you know, started in a garage, you know, his, my furthest memory back was, you know, he was living in his first shop. It was like a 3000 square foot little shop in Harbor city here and uh he was living in a loft he built like a little mezzanine loft and you know that's where he was living i thought you know man my dad's so cool he gets to live in like this tree house up up in his uh his his shop you know but that's just how dedicated he was to the sport and how much passion that he had and and that kind of you know has been passed down you know to me and and you know fortunate enough to grow up in this industry and kind of you know take take lessons that i've learned from from being around you know what my dad's built and kind of you know figuring out my own my own car- carving out my own little niche in in this in the sport of you know kind of the marketing business development side and you know, um, ever since I was a kid graduating high school, I kind of just jumped on board to, to wanting to work, um, you know, for, for FMF racing and kind of going to the, the tracks with the box van and, and hitting local races and supporting, you know, the amateur grassroots level and, and kind of built up this whole rider support element of, of FMF and really giving back to the people that are spending a lot of money, you know, good to, to go racing and, So was Um, that was, uh,
0: I mean, sorry to cut you off, but was that like kind of your first role within the company? I mean, I know since it's a family deal, it probably wasn't like, you know, you weren't applying for a job and then got that official job, you know, like, I'm sure it was just like, hey, here's something to do. Like, what was that first official, like, maybe not official is the right word. What was just like the first kind of task or like, I guess, job within the company (laughs) that you were given, you know, by your dad? What, What was that?
1: Well, I think the first job I was given was sweeping floors. And when I was like early, you know, coming to, <laughs> yeah. coming to work in the summer, trying to trying to make a couple bucks. But, uh, sure. you know, my first role, uh, you know, I was just working, you know, in-house sales, answering phone calls, you know, taking orders, helping with, you know questions, concerns with product, what, what, what have you. And back when everything um, was on, probably week, on paper, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> write down orders, write down credit card numbers, like all the whole, the whole thing. And, um, but I kind of miss it actually, uh, actually talking on the phone to people, right. Instead of, uh, instead of just constant, uh, chit-chatting on dms and zoom calls this is this is the closest we get
0: now this is like the genuine thing there's email (laughs) and text which is like as far as you can get and then like this is our now like (laughs) in person i I get
1: it yeah i mean emails made everything so accessible but it's also kind of a downfall because you're just now required to like you need to reply like right away. Like I emailed you. Like there's no like, hey, I'm gonna give you a shout back later. It's like no, now. Yeah, like, if it's, I the, if it's the next
0: day, it's like, oh, they're furious. Yeah. They're furious. They're just totally. furious with me now. <laughs>
1: Exactly. But I saw, you know, the, the box fan was sitting here and I was like, Hey man, can I start taking that thing to, the, to go to the races? And at the time I wasn't even really racing uh, motocross. I grew up with my dad riding off road. Um, and I would race and ride, you know, every once in a while, but I just never really took it super serious. I just wanted to be able to do it like, and, and, you know, be kind of a well-rounded rider and I, I still, to this day, I love, you know, I off-road ride a lot and I have my motorbike and I race for fun. Um, so that was kind of like the spark of my interest is just getting out in front of people. And I I love, you know, talking to people. I love, you know, talking about our product, I, you know, being around, you know, racers and and people that share the same passion of throwing a leg over a dirt bike, you know, and, um, that's kind of what was like my first kind of role, you know, and just kind of kicked it off there. And, you know, the great thing is like, my dad's always been super cool. Of Like, Hey, you know, let me kind of, you know, steer the ship in the direction that I feel like the brand is going, obviously, you know, we're producing a great product first and foremost, but, yeah. you know, telling the story and, you know, being a family run business. And, you know, I think that just strikes people as like, they feel like they can be a part of FMF. And I think that's probably our, our strongest suit besides making a, a great product, that we manufacture, you know, here in the United States and Southern California, of all places, right? So, um, you know,
0: that's rad, man. I, I mean, it, i've I've noticed that that's pretty consistent with a lot of the brands and you know, leaders of companies within this industry. It's just very like grassroots. It's very like they sacrificed a lot to do that, and it was mm-hmm. it, it's it plays into like you have to be so passionate to be in this sport because like I've said a number of times, and this is no smash at like moto, like if we wanted to make a ton of money, we would be in a different industry, you know, like this is, you really kind of have to be that person that like it's in your blood, it's in who you are as a person and you do it Mm -hmm. because yeah, you can make a living, but it's just like almost everybody I've met or interviewed or talked to, you know, whether it's through my business or whether it's through this podcast, it's just so in them there, there was never a, another option, you know, it's just like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm going to be in this sport that I'm passionate about and that's it, you know, and I'll figure it out from there.
1: I know. I, I completely agree. I mean, uh, you know, there was so many times where I could have, you know, I, I did go to college and I was trying to do, you know, that thing, like work during the day at FMF and then go to night school. And it got to the point where it was like two years in and I was just like grinding. I was just, dead. Right. And I was like, dad, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to work, you know, I want to work for you at FMF, but that's my passion. Right. That's what I grew up doing. I, I grew up going to Supercross with you and following you around and seeing all the people that are, that are talking to you about, you know, the product and just, you know, I want to be a part of that. And, uh, he's like, well, there's your answer, you know? And so it was, I was a little nerve wracking, right. Cause I didn't yeah. want to tell him like, you know, I want to drop out of college. I mean, my dad never went to college. Like, you know, it was just like, this is what he did. Like he had the passion and he loved what he did. And it, it's, you know, cliche, but you say, you know, if you love something, it doesn't feel like work. So, you know, this is what he's gotten to do his whole life. And, you know, what he's built is just incredible. And, you know, we're, you know, he started off in a small garage and then a 3000 square foot building and just built it up and now we're you know in an over 100,000 square foot building that we still continue to manufacture everything and now, that's just the, the cool part. And like you said, it's it's the passion that drives these people to become so successful in this sport. You know, there's a lot of, you know, great companies that have been, been built and then, you know, good on them. They sold it. They made, you know, a lot of money. And and then you see, you know, the conglomerates that maybe took over these businesses, you know, they don't just have that passion. It's not the same, right? And then you just see them just fade away. Yep. There's been so many great, great brands that have just have done that, you know, and um, so... I think you, you still see, you know, there's there's so many solid brands that have been around for a long time. I mean, you can look at like, you know, Pro Circuit, Mitch, and O'Neill that's still run by Jim O'Neill. And, yeah. you know, so there's not there's not a lot that have been, we were actually kind of doing some, some research, just I mean, there's not a lot of companies that have been around as long as, you know, FMF. And. O'Neill and and you know you could say Fox, but Fox isn't even owned by the Fox family anymore, you know. So it's uh there's far and few between these days. And um, but it's still cool to see like what our sports been able to produce and and some of the the names and the uh, in the industry and and the companies that have come from this industry. It's so it's really solid.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, The next kind of question I had was in regards to, I mean, I know that you're, you are pretty involved with the casual side of like, you know, the clothing, the, you know, the branded apparel and all that stuff. At what point did that come about? I mean, was this something that was really small and like, maybe your dad had a couple of different shirts that (laughs) he would sell like out of his truck, you know, or like, how did, how did that progression come about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, people have always wanted to be a part of of the brand. So throwing stickers on their cars from the early 70s, you know, wearing, you know, hats and T-shirts that, you know, my dad was producing back then. And so it's always been a part of our, our culture and our brand story. Um, people really feel attached to our brand. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's because of the heritage, because we've been around for so long and they've been seeing it since they were a kid. And now growing up and using the product and seeing the apparel, um, or, you know, knowing that we're kind of a family company and, you know, we're still grinding and making stuff here in the USA. And so I don't know what the the reasoning is, but you know, I, I feel like, you know, our brand is one of the main icons in this sport. You know, you look at Fox, you know, and I'm comparing, you know, people compare FMF to Foxhead, the Alpine star, you know, and wow, these, these are companies, you know, NASCAR formula, one racing, you know, Moto GP, you know, Fox is, you know, recognized as number one globally. So I don't know. I mean, that's just, it's ultimately I look back and it's, it's so cool to, to see that, 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 that our logo kind of is in line with, with those guys, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's not, um. It is in no way an easy feat to get to that level. I mean, uh, obviously the longer you're in the game, the more recognizable you're going to be, but that's not something that just happens, you know. Like I think a lot of younger companies think that if they come up with the right logo that that's going to, mm-hmm. you know, lead them to being one of those. It's it 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 does have to do with the logo, but it is like you're saying the heritage, it's the story, it's it's all the other things that lead to these things resonating with people. And I think that FMF, it's like you talk about, um, it's so recognizable because the community is behind you guys a thousand percent because they know that your motivation and your motives for what you're doing is not just to sell them stuff. You know what I mean? So I think that comes across. Yeah, that's
1: great. Well, yeah, thank you. And I think, uh, you know, it's a great point. I mean, ultimately, you know, we want to get more people riding dirt bikes. You know, we want to share, share that story. We want to share it with kids coming up. And, you know, I just love like, you know, what Stasek has done for our sport, like what KTM is doing, you know, with their, their E50 you know, it's helping getting more kids into the sport. And I think that's number one, what we need to keep this thing thriving. I can't be selfish for just our brand. I got to think about, you know, the yeah. industry as a, as a whole and how we keep this, this ship rocking. you know, it's, uh, it's going really well. I mean, bike sales are up, you know, huge percent percentages right now through, through these tough times. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just gotta, gotta keep it going. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely exciting. Um,
0: yeah, I um I had this epiphany and this is this is maybe, you know, kind of going off topic, but on the e-bike thing, I kinda had this thought the other day where I was like, I think everybody thinks of the idea that e-bikes, uh, you know, I know that like maybe they're not key- called e-bikes, but I mean just for this reference, I'll call them e-bikes. But yeah. I think that almost they're gonna make their own, it might be just electric bikes, you know, that race other electric bikes, you know, and maybe Mm -hmm. that's easier for us to stomach, you know, if you're like, there's this whole E series where it's just electric bikes. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, that's not, that's a whole different thing now, you know? And I think we see it in the mountain bike space, you know, where Mm -hmm. mountain bikes, there's E mountain bikes, and then there's, you know, just regular mountain bike racing, which they're two totally different things. So. I don't know. It's just this idea I had recently and I was like, maybe that's what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I guess yeah, we'll see. And I
1: can, you know, it's happening, obviously, like you said, in, in the mountain bike space right now. And, you know, I, you got to kind of look at what's happening in, in mountain bike and seeing that it's happening so rapidly. Like at first, you know, you know, as well as I do if you were on the e-bike mountain bike on the same trail as a guy pedaling, like you're a kook, you beat it, like get off. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're a snowboarder. You know, this is a ski mountain beat it, get off. But look what happens, right? Like now, you know, snowboarding obviously is the number one thing. Yeah. Skiing's made a comeback, you know, e-mountain bikes. It's like, okay, this is a real deal. Like mm-hmm. we got to recognize this. Like we have to build our series around to cater to these guys because they're selling them and, all power sports dealers now are going to be selling e-mountain bikes you know and you look at power sports dealers versus you know uh bicycle you know shops you know it's there's there's a lot there's a lot to be had there so um but i mean it's a great point i think you know there is it's going to be eventually probably the same thing where there's going to be an e e class and you know there's a lot of stuff also going on behind the scenes that you know it's a little scary with you know, especially California kind of leading the charge on, you know, uh, emissions and, you know, sure. carb, which is, you know, California Air resource board. And, um, so there's, there's things like that, that, you know, give a, okay. California is one thing, but if the whole United States adopt what California might, might push through, I mean, that, that gets a little, you know, nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So just trying to keep your finger on the, on the pulse. And, you know, like I said, is, you know, don't, you know, we don't want to stiff arm, you know, what the future could possibly hold. Let's figure out how to work, work together and and help the sport grow ultimately is, is the number one goal because it, it keeps people like you and me in business. And, uh, we, we, we love this sport. So, um, you know, hopefully we can sell, uh, sell more products for more people that are coming in.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other point I was going to make about that whole E, E, I mean, not to, you know, kick a dead horse, but. It's also like, what's the number one complaint of all neighbors? It's, it's the kid who's riding his dirt bike on their property. And I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, in other States, I think California is a harder one because for whatever reason, everybody, (laughs) we all feel entitled to our own land and like nobody should ever damage it or like noise pollution and all that other stuff. Like I think in other States, it's a little more relaxed than what we've got going on here in California, but when you have an electric bike, it's like, there's no sound anymore besides you just screaming and yelling at how excited you are, you know, riding the whole time. But it is a, it is kind of a cool option. You know, if you've got neighbors that aren't too happy about your two-stroke, you know, <laughs> you riding it's your two-stroke smoking. on your, yeah, smoke yeah. or whatever the case may be, just the noise alone. Because when you get out in the country, you're like, yeah, there ain't going to be nobody out here. But then what you run into is like, Horse people, you know what I mean, and <laughs> not to bash, yeah. Them. I mean, my, my wife is a horse person, so I, I, I'm all too familiar with that. But
1: yeah, we're we're gonna run into issues, that, you know, any anywhere you you try to, you know, somehow sometimes ride off road or whatnot. But you know, I see the, the look on my kid when he gets on. So he gets on this PW50 mm-hmm. and he just loves the sound of you know hearing that thing you know even if it's a bit and feeling sound you know and there's just no real replacement of that mm-hmm. like yeah, you know. E-bikes, you know, are cool because they're they're quiet and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm already running out of batteries just talking about them. Totally. So, yeah. No, um, I, I, I can I go get, it, get man. some gas <laughs> and refill my kids' bike and, and keep keep them going. I get it. So, man. um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 great. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's something I I see the the kids and and man, I tell you, I go to the local track to take Ethan riding and I just see how many kids are out riding just, you know, random bikes. I mean, you you know, you get these little Chinese bikes, you got kids on, you know, KTM fifties. It's just this, this range of like, random like walmart electric bikes and then like you know all the way full (laughs) spectrum to the five thousand you know dollar ktm 50 sx you know and it but it's just so cool to see these parents that are just new they're coming to the track they have no idea what's going on you can tell but there are kids out there riding this little you know 50 track and they're having the time of their life and then it snowballs they see they come out there and they're like okay like this is what we need like we need to get you know, a little Johnny, you know, a, a entry level, you know, PW50, and then he can move. And then I like, oh, got to get that that gear. So you can just see it like turning. And I, you know, I went to Fox race a couple of weeks ago, there was like a hundred kids out there. I mean, it was just, it was amazing just to see like, you know, our sport just flourishing right now. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's just, that's great. Yep. Yep. You know, racing's good. Business is good. Let's, let's keep, let's keep this freight train rolling.
0: <laughs> totally, man. Um, I had one, one last kind of question on my list here that i wanted to go over with you and i think we kind of we already touched on it a little bit um and this is in regards to like during this whole corona thing i mean how is how is your company dealing with it i mean i know that eh, and we can kind of discuss this but the whole motocross industry is just like exploded i mean it's Mm -hmm. just growing at such a crazy rate and i think just because i know the you know, the nuts and bolts behind what businesses are going through right now. Mm -hmm. It's almost like such an influx of new business that it makes it hard for companies to catch up to, you know, like the, the inventory became a huge issue. So like, how is FMF dealing with all of that stuff? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the demand versus like what you're able to produce, like how's, how's FMF dealing with all that stuff at the current moment?
1: Yeah, I mean, current moment, it's obviously it's great. No one knew that this was going to happen. And, you know, for everyone across the board in in, in this space, outdoor spaces, is, is trying to play catch up. And right now there is no catching up because, you know, luckily for, for FMF, we produce our own stuff, but we cannot produce enough during the day, working overtime, et cetera, to keep up with the demand. Great problem to have. Yeah. But then you have companies that, you know, are, are shipping stuff from overseas, you know, gear companies and stuff that they're they're planning so far out that there was no way to plan, plan for this. If anything, they all backed off. They tried to pull out of out of their their POs and all that, right? Because mm-hmm. when it first started, people just panicked. They they went, okay we have to start, you know, and there, I had a great meeting with, with John Hines at at KTM, who's the president of North America. And, you know, we kind of share similar values that in, you know, 2008, obviously there was the, you know, that the downturn from that, the housing market crisis and, you know, and then 10 years later, right. You know, 2020, there's, you know, this, this pandemic that comes. So everyone starts, you know, tensing up and, turning off the water valve and because they've seen it orders yeah, yeah. They've, they've seen it before and everyone gets scared and and what helped us in 2008 through 2010 is you know fmf never never lifted we never backed out of any of our marketing initiatives we never you know didn't support any of our race teams we just kept continuing and you know we had the reserves we had we were, we were just ready to kind of just keep the throttle on because you know looking back light at the end of the tunnel we came out you know, so much more on top. KTM came out so much more on top. They didn't stop with development, R&D and all that kind of stuff. And next thing you know, when, you know, when things started picking up, KTM was just full throttle, had new bikes to deliver new, Mm -hmm. you know, full, full range, you know, FMF, same, same scenario. So learning, we're like, you know, same type of thing. Yeah. Hey, this could go one of two ways. It's not looking good right now. You know, we don't even know if we can keep our business, our doors open. Right. Cause you know, our governor's telling everything must close unless you're essential. What's essential? Like, well, every business is essential to the person that's trying to provide for their, their family, you know? So, yeah. you know, we, you know, we closed down for one week just cause we weren't sure what was going to happen. Are we going to get fined? Are we going to get, you know, So we fired it back up, you know, we got to make product. We got, we got stuff. We already couldn't keep up prior to this thing. Mm -hmm. So let's just, let's worst case we're building inventory, you know, um, you know, flash forward, boom, things take, take off. People can't go on vacations. People, you know, there's a lot of different things of, of why people have extra, maybe have extra money. Right. Um, next thing you know, they're doing stuff out outside. I can't go here. I can't do that. I'm going to take my family. We're going to go ride dirt bikes. We're going to get new, new gear, blah, blah, blah. So that whole thing just switched so quick. And, and there's so many companies, you know, unfortunately that that did just turn that valve off in our, in our sport. And now, you know, like everyone else, they're, they're playing catch up probably even, even more because sports are backed up, you know? So it's just, uh, there's, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason for, for anything. It's just, you know, it's, it's, you've taken a risk and if you're willing to take a, take a risk and, you know, we are fortunate enough here at FMF that, you know, we, we don't really, we, we have everything. We have the ability to, to stop when we want to stop and start when we want to start. So, yeah. um, it's been great for us. I'm glad it's been great for the, for the industry. Um, you know, I, I feel, it's hard. It's catch 22 because you feel bad for the people that, you know, were maybe in successful industries and, and that just got, you know, shut off. One of my, you know, my best friend, he has a transportation company and caters to, you know, corporate travel and, you know, that. Yeah. So it's just, you know, a company that could be doing so good and flourishing and all this stuff with the economy, how it was going and everything was great. And then just, you know boom. And then other companies, you know, like our sport are just like blowing blowing up. up. So it's, it's just crazy when you look back and you see like how quick things can change. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, you gotta just, I guess they say you gotta live every day and have fun while you're doing it, you know? And I feel like try to to be
0: in control as much as you can on your own business. You know, I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very interested in like entrepreneurship and like, you know, business related things, like, especially from, you know the underdog but the uh, the upside with like what we're doing is like we're in control of pretty much everything but we are relying on companies that provide product Mm -hmm. you know that's about our only thing that we don't have full you know control Control over. over yeah but um you know luckily there's quite a few businesses within this industry that you know they control almost everything of what they do and so you know companies like yourself it's This whole idea of like startups and stuff where like you don't really know what they do, and like all of the power is within like these mystery things, you know. Like, we're in the it it is kind of nice to have a business where it's like I know exactly what we produce, I know how to produce it, and like we will continue to make it as long as there's demand for it, you know, and you're not Mm -hmm. at the mercy of, you know, uh, foreign production or like you know these other supplies from across the world so yeah i mean it is it's very cool what you guys are doing and it just shows you like if you're you know as much control as you can be under like you can really make the most of these times you know it's it's hard to celebrate you know like it is hard to celebrate that the moto industry is doing so good because there's other industries that aren't and those are people that Mm -hmm. we know and people that you know, we have family members that maybe are really affected by it.
1: So yeah, it
0: is. It's like you said, it is definitely a catch 22.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, and and it could all change tomorrow. So, I mean, I just encourage like people, people that are, uh, riding and supporting brands to, you know, go, go support your local dealership, you know, your, your local hop up shop. Um, you know, obviously things are super easy to, to purchase, you know, online and, and I'm not knocking anything online because, you know, we we do also sell sell direct, but, you know, we really, you know, this industry is built on, you know, brick and mortar. And totally. so, you know, go, going to support those guys is, is clutch and kind of circling back to like, I, you brought it up a, a while ago, but. You know building a name in this in this sport it's it's definitely not easy it's not easy doing anything i mean you know people think like oh i'm gonna start an apparel company and it's like you know maybe one percent are are successful you know not even in this sport i'm just talking about it in general. general you know there's yeah. this, it's just it's so hard to you know but if you have the like the, the passion and and you're involved you can't just like oh that that industry looks thriving i'm going to go jump into that and like bounce bounce around i mean there's people that you know are entrepreneurs and are able to do that for sure but it's not easy. You can't just go get a name, spend a bunch of money, get a name athlete and expect your stuff's going to fly off the shelf. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, put the time in. And, um, I think that's, that's where you see like businesses, you know, you have to just grind and you have to keep, keep at it. You know, it's not, it's not one thing or the other that works, you know, FMF for the longest time was never, you know, a factory level, you know, we, we've always made, you know, amazing product that, that ran, you know, best, you know, probably the best out there, but, you know, we never had the, you know, all the factory teams, you know, that was Mitch's little, little niche, right. He had, he had that, you know, we catered to a lot of off-road, we catered to just the the normal families that were going riding and, and you know, so we didn't really take ourselves as like, we're so factory that we don't care about anything else that's going on in the sport. Um, And I think that's where FMF, you know, there's a great spot for that, for, for pro circuit. And, you know, our, our take on, on the industry is like, Hey, we love to go racing. We love to support, you know, these amazing programs, win championships, you know, all over the world in motocross, supercross, you know, all the off-road, you know, stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, we're just riders that just love to go take our trucks, unload in the desert and go ride. And.
0: I I think all that stuff shows within your company identity, like how you, you know, your motives, like all all that stuff, people can tell all of that. You know, they, they, Mm -hmm. they know, like you, you just know when people are just trying to sell you stuff, you know, and the ones that stay in it for a long time tend to be the ones that are like pure in the way that they came about their business. And the ones that aren't like, they usually kind of cut the, you know, someone cuts them a check and that company becomes something else. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And there's a spot for, there's a spot for, for different, you know, things. And that's why, you know, that's why there is a pro circuit. That's why there is, you know, an FMF, you know, we have to have competition. Yep. Um, it's what, it's what, you know, drives you to be better. Um, I I love it. I love seeing what they're doing. Um, hopefully they they're looking at us and seeing what, seeing what we're doing and what's what's working for us. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, So it's, it's a, it's a great space and we have great companies in our, in our industry and I'm just stoked to be a part of it. Very cool, man.
0: Well, thank you so much for jumping on with us, man. I know you got a few other things going on today. So, um, I don't know if you guys have got, um, anything to plug. I know you guys have got the new goggle brand. So any, anything else you want to kind of shout out on the podcast before we, before we get off of here?
1: Man, I just, uh, I appreciate everyone supporting, you know, FMF racing and, and everything that we have going on and, you know, just follow us on, uh, on Instagram and, and social. And, you know, we just, uh, we, we try to have fun and, um, that's, that's what it's about. I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, this rain, hopefully get to go ride this weekend. And, um, my plug would be to, uh, everyone start throwing more legs over motorcycles and, uh, visiting your shop and supporting us.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Donnie. And uh yeah, have a good rest of your day, my man.
1: Yeah, thanks, Moto Minded. And uh everyone go check out uh the moto, moto delivered uh subscription box, man. It's pretty cool. I love what you guys are doing. I think uh like I said, you're thinking outside the box. So it's cool.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much. All right, bud. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <clears throat> Miles, what is up, my man? Nico, hello, sir. We, uh, we were able to snag you. You've been quite the, quite the busy man. I'm Dude, I'm closing deals, wheeling, dealing, you know. But I'm just glad to be back on the pod. Been getting a lot of tweets, you know, a lot of messages from the fans. Just want me back. A lot so of requests. Show up and... Tons of requests. That's why we had to get so you at the end of this many. episode. I was like, we can't go a full episode Oof. without getting, getting Miles on here. It's going to be pandemonium. Yeah. Pandemonium for sure. Um, <laughs> I thought I was like in my head. I was like, <laughs> did I say pandemonium or did I say patrimonium? Pandemonium. Andemonium. Um, for sure. Pandemonium for sure, dude. Um yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's good to see your face and it's always good to talk about. My face. Absolutely. Well, uh what did you think of our boy Donnie Emler Jr.? Dude, I've just seen a little sneak peek, but dude, yeah, seems like a super rad dude. Obviously like no brand in motocross is more iconic and we're both kind of branding nerds so to hear about his dad how he got into it and just again the the golden the heyday of motocross just gets gets you in the feel like we're all chasing that that feeling you know yeah yeah we want it to come we want it to be simpler and i think more than anything we'd like the bikes to be like three grand would be ideal yeah Yeah, just thinking about how simple it was for his dad. I was like, "Yeah, I was just making some cool shit," and then people were like, (laughs) "Let's do it! Can we have that?" And then next thing you know, he was making parts for the factory teams. You know, it's just like such a, a a production and enterprise now. So it's super cool to hear these. It's a simpler time. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you caught that a little bit, but he was talking about what FMF could have stood for originally, and it was in regards to his dad and. I think Hot Take, it originally did stand for fast mother effer. I think it did. I think it did. And I think he went to go to a retail. i like, you know, we can't sell this, right? Like we can't. Is that really what it means? No, no, we can't do that. But what's funny is in changing it to Flying Machine Factory, it's like the hippest, coolest. It really is. Words. It really is. Yeah. Like it's way cooler that it's not like fast motorcycle. You know, it's like flying machine and it's like yeah just it is rad yeah everything about it they've 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 stayed just the same forever and it's it's almost like that in and out effect you know where it's just like you know exactly what they are and they're not going to be changing anytime soon and not in like a way that you're going to get bored of it because they're always just lined up with (laughs) the fastest dudes and i thought it was also cool Uh, he had talked about Mitch Payton and how Mitch Payton was mm-hmm. always like the pro circuit guy yeah, and yeah, like yeah. always had the sweetest, you know, riders that rode for him. And then it kind of switched. And then, you know, more and more mm-hmm. pro riders. I mean, nowadays, it's pretty common unless you're a pro circuit Cowie guy. I mean, most of the field is is rocking the FMF pipe for the most part. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a few yeah. others that are thrown in there, but they're they're, they're up there. with pro circuit for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. I loved hearing too, like um, speaking to like them doing their thing and in the in and out thing. Like, um, the fact that he was like, "Yeah, no, it's red and yellow." And if any company is like, "Oh, can we make it green to like match the bike?" It's like, "No, nah. we're not doing that." <laughs> I just love businesses that are willing to be like, "Yeah, well, then you cannot buy it then, because that's the color." We're taking away the sponsorship. Forget it. Forget it. You know, what you're done. You get the red and yellow, or you get nothing. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, but it worked. Like, like to your point, there's so many goddamn Ford Econolines out there with that true stick right over the logo. True, and I, also, God, I forgot to. I wanted you to ask, did they measure the Ford? I logo? was literally just going to say that. That is my biggest regret, and we'll have to have them back on to discuss just the I, dimensions. I knew I should have. This is why I need to be there, dude. I know. This is why I know because these uh, these are the hard hitting questions, the shit that really doesn't matter, but it it. <laughs> does to them yeah own, i know. You know everybody's gonna be really disappointed in me we're gonna have to put it in the social midges. we're gonna have to follow up put it out in the media yeah yeah follow up press release on was this designer on the, i mean i guess allegedly it might need to be like an allegedly situation because probably couldn't state yeah the, legal implications for, for patenting or you know yeah they're big enough they could get into some legal legal stuff so some hot water <laughs> well uh it could be a it could be a panda mode it could be a panda mo- they, pa- i don't even know could, what i said <laughs> it, could, it could be a panda listen situation. guys we're recording this at a late hour i'm a father all right it's been a long day gonna do but uh that does segue us into the next uh convo again thanks donnie for uh jumping on with me and doing the whole video thing I don't know if you guys have checked it out yet. It is on YouTube. Uh, If you go to youtube.com forward slash moto DLVRD. Again, the title sponsor of this show and my business. Check out the YouTube channel. We've got video features. So we're going to be doing video interviews. Uh, We're going to be doing some of those in person. Uh, with Corona wow. slowing down a little bit, we're still going to have some, uh, you know, protections in place, but we're going to be doing some in-person stuff. Miles is going to be jumping on some high quality video here in the future as well. So we're we're still feeling it all out, but go check out that YouTube channel and uh, you can see all of the uh, video stuff that we've done for this podcast. You can check out all the, all the unboxings for the Moto delivered boxes that we mentioned on here. And uh, we do some product breakdowns and some other promotional stuff. So um, check out that YouTube if you get a chance. You got you to gotta say, like, the influencers, dude. Comment, like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> smash, smash that like. It. Smash it. Smash, 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 smash it. Yeah. So um, I haven't mastered the lingo yet, but go, go he's new and to this influencer your game. On my channel. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> we're, we're new to being YouTube influencers, but it's about time. Yeah. For- yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get the lingo, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, the, we're gonna be like I said, that's that's one of the new developments. We're doing a lot more video stuff, we're gonna be piecing together some, some goodies for you guys. I know a lot of people like to watch and listen on YouTube over the um podcast apps, so we've, we've got that option for you. So we got some visual stimuli, and who knows, we might even get into some like supercross and outdoor watch party type stuff so oh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in the works that shit. we're working on so uh youtube's probably gonna be the best way we'll also talk about all those uh developments on the on the podcast on future episodes so that is one thing uh and then again just kind of the structure we're, we're trying to get miles and myself on here together as much as possible miles is a very very busy man uh he works for a growing company out of seattle so my time to try to get him on here is uh, sparse, to say the, the least slash most. But um, I want him on here because I'm, I'm missing stuff now. I'm, I'm missing all these gold nuggets. FMF logo sizing. The key. I mean, no. fifty fifty. 50 people coming here for. Is the, I'm, it, you know, the audience is asking, I might just quit my gig and focus on podcast full time. I think we're ready. I think you're right. I think you're right. I wasn't gonna <laughs> I, think, I wasn't gonna ask you to do that. It's the only it's the smart choice. You know, like sometimes you just gotta realize that um, this thing's blown up. That's true. And I need to I need to focus a hundred percent of my time. That is true. That is true. Like I said, we we'll, we are going to continue to keep doing these. We will have plenty. Uh, we've got a lot of interviews lined up. I'm going to try to do as many of those as possible with the video. And um, let us know what you guys think. Check those videos out. Leave us a comment. Uh, you can go on social media, on our Instagram, and see a lot of these goodies. Give us, give us feedback on what we're doing right, what you like, what you want to see more of. And uh, we'll try to try to get all those things going for you guys so the more feedback we get the better we can make this whole thing so yeah let's uh let's grow it yeah all right guys well that is the end of this episode thank you guys so much for listening and uh yeah stay tuned we should have another episode up here in a couple weeks as well as a video feature as well and uh yeah miles thanks for thanks for hopping on always a pleasure all right all right guys later peace